Hello and welcome to the Paid Search Podcast. My name is Chris Schaefer and I'm here to talk about Google Ads. I do it every single week and we are going through the greatest collection of Google Ads principles that I would say anybody's ever put together. This is a free audiobook that you guys are getting a hold of here. Every week I am laying out reasons to build a campaign based on strategic relevance, phases of success, pay-per-value, proactive and reactive management, quality score discussions, and today we're talking about risk management, which is discussing controlling risk with three very simple methods. If you're new to the podcast, this entire podcast is devoted to Google Ads. That's all I talk about. I, you won't really find me talking about anything else here. And it's pointed at people who are new to Google Ads, people that have been around for a while, as well as experts. I, I talk at all levels of knowledge. I pretty much guarantee you're going to learn something in the next 30, 45 minutes. That's what my goal is. And if I, I don't hit my goal... Let me know. You can reach out to me. I'm on Twitter at Paid Search Pod. You can find me there. You can also go to my website, PaidSearchPodcast.com, and send me, send me an email. Let me know what you think about the show. If you have questions that you would like me to answer, I also answer questions. That is the first part of the show where I go through questions from listeners. I've been doing it for many years and recently we've gone through a bit of a change in the the way that the show is laid out. And this is this is gonna be the format for a little while. I I I I'm I'm enjoying discussing the principles of Google Ads because it gets through all of the it this these topics are cutting through all of the baloney that get people so hung up on decision making in Google Ads. As a bit of a pitch to kind of tell you why I think that you will enjoy this and what, what my purpose is behind it, is this. I don't want you to have to do research to know what's the right bid adjustment that I should do for my target ROAS campaign. I don't want you to have to do a Google search or watch a bunch of YouTube videos in order to figure out should I use max conversions or should I use max clicks? The things that you will hear in this episode in the past five episodes help answer those questions. They help you understand the reasoning behind it so that you can not just learn the answers, but learn how to answer those questions, learn how to think. Learn the reasoning behind these answers so that you can think like an expert. Think like someone who who knows why and not just how. So that's what we're doing today. We are going to go through all of that. And I'm going to start off the show here. The Chris, a question from Nick in Florida. 
Before I do, I want to remind you about our sponsor, Optio. This podcast is sponsored by optio.com slash PSP. They are offering all of the listeners of this show an opportunity to try their software, their online Google Ads management software for two months free of charge. This is a rare opportunity for you to try the Google Ads management software of the year, in my opinion, of the decade, to get more done in Google Ads. If you manage your own campaign, if you're working and making decisions for your keywords, your ad copy, your bidding strategies, your negative keywords, and you don't have a team behind you, you don't have anyone that looks over your shoulder and might see an error here or there, this software is designed to be that that covering cloud of security to help you know that you didn't just screw everything up, that you're not missing something that's glaring you in the face. This software will help you to make better decisions in Google Ads and get it done faster. So if you're managing 100 clients, this will help you burn through those clients and get to the decisions that you need to see faster in their accounts about dropping certain conversions, knowing that, hey, this conversion volume here is starting to drop. Did you notice that the search impression share has changed here? Did you notice that this negative keyword has lost you 50% of your impression volume for this campaign? Certain things that you may not otherwise see. Ad copy, bidding strategies, it does everything and you're gonna like it. You can try it for free for two months. This is an exclusive offer that may not last forever. So be sure and check it out at optio.com slash PSP. Okay, as I hinted at, we have a question from Nick in Florida. Nick says, we use automated bidding focused on phone calls and website sale conversions. Okay, so Nick, what what, he, what Nick is saying is he's using automated bidding. He's using max conversions, target CPA, automated bidding, something like that is, is likely. Either max conversions or target CPA bidding is what he's saying there. We also use primarily exact match and phrase match. The plot thickens. Let's dig a little deeper. I know Google has been updating broad match, and it's not like it used to be. Broad match isn't like it used to be, he's saying. Is it worth incorporating broad match into our bidding strategy? Well, Nick, thank you for the question. First of all, let me say this. The fact that Nick is using phrase and exact match keywords with automated bidding tells me that a couple things have happened. I already know this based on the fact that he's doing this and that he's entirely focused on conversion-based bidding. First of all, it tells me that Nick built his campaign on a foundation of traffic quality. How do I know this? Well, it's because a Google Ads campaign that is not built on quality will very often just be straight automated bids with broad match keywords. And it's essentially 
like throwing your hands up and saying, okay, here's what I want. Go get it. And relying entirely on the Google algorithm to try and get you the quality that you want by giving it broad match keywords. I, I don't feel that broad match keywords nowadays provide the control that they used to, as Nick alluded to in his question. He says, I know Google has been updating broad match. That's what he says, and you're exactly right. A few months ago, I did an episode about the crazy changes that are documented from Google about what a keyword match type, broad phrase and exact now mean. It's documented about what they are now. They are no longer what they used to be. So it's absolutely been updated. And I'm gonna be going through that a little bit later in the show. So be sure and stay tuned because I'm gonna be defining what these match types are as we go through risk management, the topic of the day. So he's asking, should I move outside of my comfort zone of building an ad group, ad, building a campaign that's based on phrase and exact. And the reason I know that he's worried about expanding is because he understands that adding broad keywords will increase, and this is a hint at what's coming up in the main topic of the show, it will increase his risk. And you're exactly right, Nick. Adding broad match keywords to your Google Ads automated bid strategy campaign will bring an unknown factor. And he wants to know, is it worth incorporating broad match into the bid strategy? And as I said before, I know that this campaign has a solid quality of traffic because you don't typically build campaigns that are running automated bids on phrase and exact unless these phrase and exact keywords are well built and structured and you, you followed the basic strategic relevance guidelines of Google Ads. So it's probably working because of that. And adding in broad match keywords brings in quite a bit of risk. So is it worth it? I I think the answer is yes. I do think it's worth trying. And when I say trying, that means, let's call it you know, a synonym for trying would be sampling. And a synonym for sampling would mean you should do it maybe one or two keywords at a time. It's basically what I mean. I wanna try and be as specific as possible because I know some people take my advice with with no doubt and just do it. So let me be clear about what I'm saying. If you are running an automated campaign with phrase and exact, I think it is worth having broad match keywords, but you should do it very slowly. You should have a few broad match keywords added and then monitor two things. Number one, what kind of quality are those broad match keywords bringing in? Are they significantly different in the risk that they are giving you? And again, 
Not to steal the thunder from the main topic of the show, but I will define what I mean by risk later in the show. So is it providing too much of a risk? Is it bringing in too much risk for your campaign by having those in there? And if it is, if you're not happy with the risk and the results of that, then you shouldn't do it. Now, let's talk about the other factor. If if you can't really determine the risk, then the other R word is the results. Are you happy with the results of the campaign? That's basically just what's the cost per conversion? What's what's the conversion rate? What 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 what's your target? What, what's your ROAS that you're getting out of this? Are you hitting your goals? Are the broad match keywords contributing or detracting from that goal? All of that to say, I do think it's worth it. So let me explain why I think it is worth it. I think it's worth it because I often find that phrase and exact match keywords given enough time from a, a good manager, a good Google ads manager lead to the same end result. A good Google ads manager will add negative keywords. A good Google ads manager will continue to turn down bids, adjust things, turn off keywords, and so on and so on. And what does this lead to? This leads to an exclusionary type of campaign that starts to just knock off entire segments of the traffic. So suddenly you get less and less traffic and you start to narrow the kind of traffic that you're getting. This is good because this leads to a higher conversion rate. This leads to better results. But it can also lead to reduction in spend. It can lead to a shrinking of the reach of the campaign. So I do feel that broad match keywords are worth adding because they can reverse the restriction of the campaign that happens over time. I very often see campaigns that are doing phenomenally well with all exact match keywords and automated bidding. In fact, I spoke with a a person in uh in a in a in a faraway land, Iceland, that had a campaign just like that that I was thrilled to see. And what I think was working so well was that there was an exact match campaign that was targeting the most important searches for this campaign. And then there was a second campaign that had a bunch of broad match keywords that were a little looser. They were allowing for some leniency. This, I think, is a healthy balance. I think having risk and restriction in your account is critical to have. Otherwise, I think I've used this term before, you start to pigeonhole your traffic. You start to narrow and become blind. You put blinders on. You can't see left and right anymore. You've added so many negative keywords. You have excluded this side of 
your geographic area. You're actually excluding down to zip code. You're excluding specific hours of the day. You're excluding people that are above this age, people that have less than X amount of income. You've made so many exclusions and they may be very sound decisions that you've done. But the problem is, how do you know that there's no hope for expansion beyond that in the future? Maybe you're missing something and it will continue to shrink and shrink and shrink and shrink. And you'll find yourself underspending. You'll find that your CPCs continue to increase. You'll find that your... You may find that your returns start to drop because your cost per click might skyrocket. Your clicks go down and suddenly you get less volume and higher cost per conversion coming in. So yeah, so there you go, Nick. I, I do think that it's worth it. I do think that there is risk, but I think we must have risk to balance out the restriction that is in the account in the first place. So that's it. So if you'd like to send a question in, paidsearchpodcast.com. You can send me an email through the website. My email address is right there on the page. And of course, if you're watching on YouTube, listening on your favorite app, you can click the link in the description right there, as well as the link to our sponsor, optio.com. Optio.com slash PSP. Their link is in the description, no matter where you are listening or watching from. The link is there and you can enjoy two months for free of my favorite Google Ads management software. And I'll tell you, one of the reasons why it's my favorite is that as a Google Ads manager myself with a large number of clients that I manage, sometimes it's important to just show activity and make sure that the clients know that you are working on their accounts, that you're busy in their accounts. And this software can help you to make changes, not just useless changes, but changes. Sometimes it's hard to get in and actually make meaningful changes. And this software can help you to find those changes and identify them quickly and thoroughly through tens and hundreds of accounts effortlessly, effortlessly easily. <laughs> so be sure and check them out at optio. That's O-P-T-E-O dot com slash P-S-P. Now, I want to tell you about the topic of the day, and it runs perfectly in line with what Nick's question was. Because I alluded to it several times. you, I so often come back to this principle number six, which is risk management, very often in my discussions about many different things in Google Ads. And it has to do with risk management because the risk of your Google Ads campaign will be in direct balance to the success of the campaign. Too much risk? And often you will, you, you will suffer with a lack of success and not enough risk. And you'll suffer from, as I described, pigeonhole. You'll, you'll, you'll suffer from a shrinkage, from a restriction of the campaign, a tightening of the campaign, a lack of volume 
and a lack of movement in the campaign. So the question here is for Google Ads principle number six, risk management, how do you control the risk of your Google Ads campaigns? Well, I have three methods that you can use to control the risk of your Google Ads campaigns. Now I'm talking specifically about search. I don't find that people very often ask questions about display or YouTube. It's really not the focus of most people in Google Ads. Most people want to know about search campaigns. That's that's what most people ask about. So that's where I put my focus. So that's what we're going to talk about. Search campaign risk management using three simple methods. And we're going to go through them. I'm going to list them now because I always hate it when people don't get to the point and tell me what those are right up front. And I'm going to tell you what those are right now. The first one is the keyword. The next one is the match type. And the last one is the bid. Now I make that sound really simple, but I assure you it is more complex than you think. But those are the three risk management in Google ads search campaigns comes down to keyword match type bid. Pretty simple. You probably could have guessed those, but do you know how to control them? Do you know what risk looks like and how to measure out that, that risk appropriately? Well, let's put it to the test. So let's go to the first one, risk management based on keyword. So the keyword itself is not, not all keywords are the same. And you say, yeah, of course, Chris, I, I know that. Well, do you know the different ways that the keywords are different? And there's probably a lot of things that come to mind when I say that keywords can be different, but when it comes to risk, there's really only two things that really matter to me. The most practical thing that has to do with keyword risk is the number of words in the keyword itself. And as always, I bring specific examples so that I can speak both to the expert and the beginner in my podcast here. So the number of words in the keyword. So here we go. I'm going to go with something simple. Every A lot of people should be very familiar with this. There's probably some, some people out here that work in this industry, but we're going to talk about roofing. R-O-O-F-I-N-G. Roofing. Home, roofs, 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 roofs. I don't know. Roofing for homes, roofing for commercial. It doesn't matter. We're just going to get into that industry. Very fast-moving, highly competitive. I've seen some of the highest CPCs ever when it comes to roofing. Uh, I, the closest CPC, the closest cost per click I've seen to some of the roofing CPCs that I see have been like legal personal injury kind of stuff. Personal injury CPCs are crazy high, but you'd be amazed how high the roofing lead generation industry can get, especially in some larger cities. It is amazingly expensive. So how do you deal with risk, especially in something like roofing where, you know, one click can cost you $100, $200 for a click. How can you manage this risk? Well, number of words in the keyword is it. And let me lay it out this way. If I put in a keyword that just said roof 
R-O-O-F, that is much more risky than having roof repair. And the reason for this is because roof is a noun. Roof repair is a noun plus a verb, right? So roof repair implies an action. It's a noun plus a verb. This is this suddenly becomes an idea, an action, a service, whereas the word roof could be anything. Just like the word dog and dog grooming. One is an action. The other is just a noun. If someone types roof, you have no idea what their intent is. You have no idea what the meaning, what their need is of, of, of why they're doing this search. So how, how do we manage risk? Well, we move towards more specified keywords by having three keywords, right? Uh, our three words, I should say. Three words in the actual keyword. Roof repair near me. Okay, so roof repair near me, I'm going to say is a three-word keyword because near me is always done as a compound term. So roof repair near me, I'm going to count as three. So that is better than just roof repair. And roof is probably the most risky. So level of risk would be one word is the most risky, two words is less risky, three words has the least risk out of those three. So when you're controlling the risk of a camp uh, of a keyword, think about the number of words that you're using. And this is going to make sense in a little bit when I talk about match type because it all starts to roll in together. The other way that you can control risk at the keyword level is the level of the sales funnel. We're going to keep on the, the roofing idea, but high funnel versus low funnel. High funnel, something like dark spot on ceiling. Okay, so if you're a homeowner, you know that person has a leak. They're getting water dripping onto their ceiling. It's causing a dark spot. And as a, a roofer, you might know that that's a good sign that someone's going to need a roof inspection and a roof repair at some point. But that's very high funnel. The person has not started the process of even looking for a roofer. They don't even know why they have a dark spot on their ceiling. So you're preemptively trying to reach out to them. So this is risk. This is more risky. High funnel is more risky than moving into low funnel. So a little bit lower in the funnel than the phrase dark spot on ceiling might be how to repair roof leak, right? That's a DIY kind of thing. That's someone who's wanting to do it themselves. This person has not elected to hire anyone yet. So why are you trying to show an ad for someone who's not ready to hire anyone? This is higher risk. Someone who does a search for roof sealant or roofing sealant or roofing tar or something. Maybe they're trying to do it themselves and they're looking for product to provide this do-it-yourself job. This is, again, high funnel. This person has not elected to hire anyone. And you as a roofing lead generation person don't really have a whole lot of value in bringing that person to your website. Very high funnel, very high risk. Now we move down further, roof inspection. Ah, 
Now we're talking. Someone is ready to get someone to come look at their roof, to look at it, see if it needs service. Roof inspection is good. And then now we get into the very bottom roof repair company near me. Now you notice what happened here. The very bottom of the funnel, what did that look like? Roof repair company near me. That's a four word, considering near me is a is, is a compound one word. Roof repair company near me is a four word low funnel keyword. This is the least risk kind of keyword. So you can control your traffic regardless of match type, regardless of, of you know, what you decide, phrase, exact, all that kind of stuff. Just having the number of words and the level of the funnel targeted. You can imagine some sliders going up and down. As you move this and move this, you can move them and then the risk goes up and down based on how many words and the level of funnel that you are targeting. So you have control. And I have not even talked about match type yet. Because match type is important. Match type, broad is the highest risk and exact is the least risk. And as I said, I'm, I, we have to go through the definitions of what these are. I've talked about this in months past about what Google's definition of broad phrase and exact is, but I think it's important to go through this again. The definition about what a broad match is, is that ads may show on searches that are related to your keyword. A little bit of radio silence here for a second, because I want you, if you didn't hear that, I want to say it again. Ads may show on searches that are related to your keyword and may not necessarily contain the direct meaning of your keywords. This is what Google calls comprehensive match. So this means that if you choose roof repair near me, broad match, the search may not contain the word roof, repair, or near me in any of the actual searches that trigger the click. Because ads may show on searches that are related to your keyword. You do not control how Google considers relation. To your keyword. Google's interpretation of relation is entirely up to them. There is no slider to say, I want tight relation. I want very loose relation. It's Google deciding, oh, no, no, no. I decide relationship status between the search term and the keyword. So risk is inherently greater for broad match. Phrase match is defined as this. Ads may show on searches that include the meaning of your keyword. Again, radio silence. I'm going to say it again. Ads may show on searches that include the meaning of your keyword. And just to reiterate, the first one, the broad match was ads may show on searches that are related to your keyword. So related is broad. Meaning is phrase. And then we get to exact. Exact says Ads may show on searches that have the same meaning or same intent as the keyword. So broad is related. Phrase includes the meaning. Exact is the same meaning or same intent. 
years and years ago when I started this podcast, I used to give, if you listen to the top, you know, the first hundred episodes of this podcast, you will hear me say over and over what the definition of a, of a keyword is. I would very clearly define, oh, well, phrase match means that those two words have to be there. There can't be a word in between them. And if you put uh, roof repair, it's always going to show roof repair. It might be roofing repair, but it's always going to be roof repair. Nothing in between it can be stuff on either side for phrase match. I can no longer say that anymore. That is not the definition of phrase match anymore. It's gone. So inherently, because of these definitions that I've shared with you about match type, now, just by changing the match type, you are raising or lowering the risk of your Google Ads account. By changing everything from exact to broad, you're changing Google's ability to match your keywords based on the same meaning all the way down to, oh, it's related. But if I go from broad to phrase, it goes from this, this search was related to, oh, this includes the meaning of your keyword. See the subtle difference? It has to do with the meaning. Relation and meaning and same meaning is the best way to define those three match types. And the risk goes along with it. Your intent of the kind of traffic that you want will be directly related to the match type that you are using. So now we move to the third. The third is based on bid. So we had keyword, match type, and now bid. Bid is really simple. It's actually the simplest of the three because it's high bids are high risk, low bids are low risk. It, it's really as simple as that. Now, it gets a little more complicated because there are multiple types of bid strategies in Google Ads. There is automated bidding, which encompasses max conversions, which has no bid threshold. If you're using max conversions or maximize conversions, which is the official term, then you are not able to lower or raise your bids. One day you may get $2 clicks on this and another day you might get $14 and another day you might get $30 clicks. The risk is not controllable. You do not have a, an ability to control bid risk with maximized conversions. Now, you do target CPA, target cost per acquisition. That does have a risk management system where you can say, I want $50 leads, I want $100 leads, I want $1,000 leads. That is a risk slider that allows you to control. And if you go too far down on lease risk, you'll get no clicks. And if you go too far up, you will allow massive risk that may also get you no conversions, but a ton of traffic. And then the same is true for target impression share. Uh, no, not target impression share. Sorry. The same is true for target ROAS or maximize conversion value. Maximize conversion value 
does not have a risk slider, whereas target ROAS does have a risk slider. So you can adjust these on the automated system, and you can also adjust it on something as simple as max clicks. You can just set your max click CPC to $2, and that might be very, very low, and you might not get any traffic, but you have greatly lowered your risk. And then another day, you might set your max clicks to $20, and now you've opened up much more risk, and you're able to get traffic again. And you might open it up to $200 CPC bid limit, and now it's wide open and it can bid however it wants, really, because it has a massive risk system for it to use. It, it can bid anywhere from a dollar to $200 per click, and the risk is skyrocketing, but you get more traffic. And then, of course, manual exists where you can bid a dollar, two dollars, dollar fifty, three dollars, fifteen dollars, a hundred dollars. You get to control that risk with your own fingers, which is a whole other manual bidding system, risk management that's much more micro focused. So, no matter how you're using the bid system, you are inherently going to have risk depending on your settings, what bidding strategy you're using, how much leniency you're allowing Google to have with your budget. The higher the bids, the more the risk. The lower the bids, the lower the risk. So to wrap all this up and to tell you what all this means, you know, so, okay, cool, Chris, so that's a lot of information. How do I use this? Well, the answer as I alluded to, almost as if I planned it. The answer was in Nick from Florida's question. The answer that I gave to Nick is the truth here. What you want is to balance. If you want to target high funnel traffic, dark spot on ceiling, you have to bring down the other risk factor. So if you want to be very risky with the keyword, you might then in turn bring down the risk on your match type and your bids. So imagine three sliders in front of you. And a healthy campaign is when you bring up the risk, I'm taking my finger and I'm moving the slider up. The other two on a healthy campaign will start to slide down. Maybe not in an equal amount, but they'll start to slide down slowly. You don't want an inverse. If this one goes up, this one, these other two go down immediately all the way. That is not the way a healthy system works. You have to have a balance. What that balance looks like is for you to discover. But that's the answer. If you decide that you want to try broad match, well, you should probably be paying attention to how much your bids are and how many, you know, how your keywords are constructed. If you have one word keywords with broad match and unlimited bidding for Google to use, well, you're really asking for it, aren't you? <laughs> you're, I mean, you're just saying, you know, go for it. Here's, here's my wallet. You may do as you will. <laughs> and that's that's extremely 
risky, yet I see so many people do it. I just audited a uh, guy's campaign that had full automated bidding and he was trying to get after some you know real estate stuff. And I had to show him that the risk that he had unknowingly allowed Google to have was not paying off in the way that he thought. It was what I very flatly showed him. It was a waste because he provided too much risk. And then in other times I have people that come to me and show me their campaigns and I see what they have and they're like, I can't get any traffic. And it's because they've done too little risk. They, they, they're not allowing any leniency. So this is, this is a balancing system. So if you want to use high funnel, consider your match type, consider your bids. If you want to try really high bids, consider what match type you should be using and what kind of keywords you would be willing to place very high bids for. And if you want to use exact match, you probably need much, much higher bids and a little more loosely allowable keywords that actually get traffic. Not some, you know, five, six, seven word exact match keyword. You probably will get nothing for it because the risk is too restricted. And that is it. You've made it through another episode. You've made it through the 390th episode of the Paid Search Podcast. I appreciate every one of you for downloading and listening to this show. I can tell you that because of your continued support of my sponsor, Optio.com, I can continue this on into the next year. I'm very proud to announce that Optio is going to continue their sponsorship of this podcast, which allows me to put the time into it. Honestly, this takes me quite a few hours each week to, to, to write and consider and, and be thoughtful in what I'm presenting. And if you appreciate that, hey, someone's footing the bill. Someone is uh, footing the bill for you here, and it's Optio. So if you'd like to thank them, be sure and tweet them. Send an email. Sign up for their free trial and let them know that, hey, your money is, is well invested here. We appreciate it. Let them know that, that what I'm doing here matters and that you appreciate it. I thank you guys so much for being here. I will be here myself next week. Have a good one.